And the timing was so perfect. It was Nigel going, Martin would be disappointed. And then Martin arrived. Yeah, to be disappointed at you. As Nigel makes tea in the background. I like, Can you hear the cattle? I did hear the cattle. Two very quick things. One, I have Bluetooth headphones, so I heard that entire conversation when I was peeing, and I was like, this is weird. Um, <laughs> it's okay, we didn't hear you pee. I know, because I have the mic. Um, and another thing. Do you ever like realize how like you got trained to act a certain way when you were in school? Yeah. Yeah, so like my... Way. So I had a teacher where if you took more than like 90 seconds to go to the bathroom, you used to get in trouble. Yeah. What? So I just like... I can't ah. be with that kind of pressure. Oh, you can though. If it's like... <laughs> if it's ingrained in you from childhood. Yeah. No, it was just this teacher where it happened once where a girl like finished a homework exercise. Like we were in class and we were doing like a exercise. And so we had like 15 minutes to do it. And I was like 10 minutes into the lesson. Now, keep in mind, we were about nine years old in this story. And she, she was like, oh, can I go to the bathroom? And our teacher was like, yeah, because we used to have, we didn't have bathrooms in the classrooms. There were like, you know, a set of toilets. So she like left and came back and she took like five minutes to go pee, you know, like a normal amount. And the lesson had just finished when she came back and the teacher screamed at her in front of the entire class for like 15 minutes. Oh no. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Some teachers are assholes. Yeah, yeah, this one was crazy. In fairness, though, we were such an awful class that you went on a career break for five years after teaching us. <laughs> and it's all because of the one girl who peed for too long. I think she just had a problem with peeing. I don't know. I, I think it was when I was in school. And I, I used to like, run upstairs. And I just like clip it and just fucking eat shit. <laughs> So I just stopped going places, and that worked. <laughs> if you don't go anywhere, you can't. Nothing that's, bad can happen to you. No, that's not. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that is. Statement. Yeah, that is an art statement. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. I'll clip through the stairs. I just clip to reality anytime I walk upstairs. Wait, I life. Was, I wasn't last. Life speed run, any percent. I wasn't joking when I said last episode that I am a cryptic, guys. Like, I, I, I think I give off big cryptid vibes too. Mhm. I share too much to be a cryptid. Yeah. One time when I was living in Halls, there's like a little town near Halls, and I decided I was going to walk in to do my shopping, but I didn't bring a bag, and so I went. <laughs> I had like a, for some reason earlier, I had a packet of like tomato ketchup from McDonald's uh, oh, on Jesus me. Jesus Christ. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> I didn't go to McDonald's, I'm pretty sure a friend gave it to me. But anyway, so I went, I went to the alley and I picked up three things three like packets of noodles you know the the dry ones that you stick the block yeah. in, into water Yeah, I three of those and three uh, tubs or three little pots of 99 calorie jelly 
and I didn't have a bag, so I had to carry them all in my arms, and it was beginning to rain. And then I decided, I'm going to get a straw for this packet of ketchup. And I was like, where am I going to get a straw? Nigel. Yes? You did not... Why did you need a straw for a packet of ketchup? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Because I wanted to take a photo with the straw, like, going into the packet of ketchup and send it to my friend and be like, look what cursed thing I'm doing, like, but just not do it. I was, like, trying to bait my friend. But, um, yeah, so the only place I tried the Centra Deli and they didn't have any straws, so I walked into Eddie Rockets. Oh, God. Uh, You know, damp. Uh, with my arms laden with jelly and noodles, and I sort of stood there, socially awkward, didn't know what to do, you know, in a big black coat, and I looked around, and I didn't know what to do, and then I walked up to the counter and stood there, and instead of drawing attention, I just waited for the person to, like, notice me and come down, and he was like, hey, how can I help you? And I'm like, can I have a straw, please? And he's like, you want another straw? And I'm like, can I have a straw? (laughs) He said, yeah, sure, they're just over there. So I picked one up, and I just said thank you, and walked out the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man must have been so confused. I don't know, it's oh, like... Choice of it's, it's Eddie Rockets, it's not the most... Uh, I, think, I think the Eddie Rockets staff, staff have seen some shit in their time. Oh, yeah, every single Eddie Rockets staff. Shall we get down to the meat and potatoes of this? <laughs> Why do we keep making food references? We're all very hungry. Yes. Um, hello, listeners. It is us, the archive admirers, back at it again at Eddie Rockets. No, um, we're back at it again to talk about the Magnus Archives, Rusty's Quills Horror Podcast, where each week or bi-weekly, we're still doing our pre-records before we do our big launch, where we talk about the Magnus Archives. With you always, I am Hannah, and I am joined by Faustina. Hi. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep speaking. Uh, and Elka. Hi. And last but not least, Nigel. I decided to turn it around from last week. Or last week. I got confused. I got confused because it was last last time. So, that, oh. So, it's me already. Big crap. Like, like when you're not paying attention in class and the teacher goes your day, but you're like, oh no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. fun fact about that. My name is a Dutch word as well. It's the word. Elke means every. Like every day. Yeah, every or each. So whenever a teacher talks in class and I'm not paying attention and they suddenly say my name as a word in the middle of a sentence, my head would go, yes, hello, oh, no, wait. <laughs> Whoops. Very, very great. 
Yeah. So wait, it happens uh, each and every time. Um, so yes, this week, or I need to stop saying this week because I don't know when we're coming out. Oh god, I listen this to too many episode. podcasts. This episode. <laughs> this episode, we are talking about episode three of Magnus Archives Across the Street. <clears throat> Uh, so if Nigel, you'd like to take us away with our summary in your best John impression. Statement of Amy Patel regarding the alleged disappearance of her acquaintance, Graham Folger. So basically, this episode is this lady, she's doing, what is it, like, law? Criminology. Like criminal justice? Yeah, criminal criminology. Uh, she's doing that uh, as a night course. And she sees this dude, Graham, in her course, an old class. He spends the whole thing, like, scribbling in these notebooks, uh, writing just, like, a whole bunch more so than could feasibly be written, even if he took down verbatim what the lecturer was saying. Uh, and then one day, she's on the bus with him, and he's, like, you know, defogging the window and constantly looking out. He's really nervous. And then it turns out that they are getting off at the same stop and then that's weird uh, but she can't like unsit back down so you know she's there she's walking home with him then from the bus stop and she gets pushed uh, into the street and she hits her head gets a concussion goes to the hospital then she comes back and she needs to be supervised so she goes to Graham's house and she finds out that it's directly across the street uh, there's the title of the episode um, <laughs> from her house like she can if she stood at her window she could see down into his uh, apartment uh, and you know what she while he's there while she's there she sees something like long and sinuous outside of the window and there's also a table with a really interesting pattern on it then she leaves goes across and she's just doing She's just doing her stuff and then gradually gets into the habit of watching Graham. And one day he, uh, she's watching and he like eats one of the notebooks. <laughs> he sure does. Yeah, he just, he just eats it, uh, you know, in plain view of the window. And then one day, like it's really late, uh, and she sees something go in his window. And then. You know, after a bit, a different person altogether comes to the window, and she and she's like, it, "It's not Graham," and looks up at her. Or so she, so she rings the police first of all. After that, and the police go in, and it's kind of like rear window, in the sense that she can see the police going in, and nothing is happening. Uh, the police just talk to Graham, and he shows passport and whatever, and then that happens. And then when the police leave, he goes and looks out his window directly up at her. And then that goes on for a bit. She's just terrified. And then, you know, she, she encounters him in the street one day and he's just like really ominous to her and she moves away. I hope that's... Uh... Yeah. That was good. I knew when you say it like that, it doesn't sound... I mean, it still, still sounds scary, but it doesn't convey the horribleness 
that you feel when you're listening to the episode. I found this one like really scary. Oh yeah, it this is terrifying. Too, I was I think, too yeah. distracted by normal Graham being a complete fucking weirdo to be scared. Like he just eats a notebook. That's that's him. Hey. That's just him <laughs> as a like... human being. Just but eats why a notebook though? for three hours at a time. There is some Sometimes, condition where you like yeah, um, pico, pico disorder, I believe it's called, where you yeah. just eat anything. Oh really? Pica. Yeah. Pica, pico. Yeah. I don't know. No. Okay. I don't never mind. think that's what this is, though. I mean, he was yeah, no. really specific, weird in like a very specific yeah. way. He's just yeah. really strange. I don't know. I like, I, yeah, like. I think he was doing whatever he was doing. He was trying to keep the thing away, but it didn't Probably. work. I know. I know that's like the setup, right? But I, it was just his methods were strange. Yeah. Yeah, he's just weird. Well, there's like a few weird things he set up where it's his parents die in a car crash and he's like left the flat. Um, because when the parents pass away, and I think yeah. in the like archive statements they say it's six months. Six years, sorry, after she gives a statement in 2007 and the parents die in 2001. And then, like, they did find one of his notebooks and in the notebooks, the, uh, all he's saying is, what is it? Keep watching. Keep watching. But the thing I found the freakiest was the, um, how everything changes and she's, like, the only person that seems to, like, mm. remember him. Mm-hmm. And, like, even... Like, all the photos change except for the Polaroid, and, like, his passport changes and stuff. So it's like something kind of went in, and, like, whatever that creature was seems to have, like, gone in and, like, deleted Graham, almost? I don't know if that's the correct way of uh, describing it. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I think... Like, I I like that as a description. Um, Deleted them. Yeah. Or not even, like, deleted them. It's like, you know when you do, like, Control-F and he did, like, the find and replace? Yeah, yeah. overwritten. Yeah, yeah, overwritten. And, like, and missed, and obviously missed some stuff, because, like, she can still remember him. Now, maybe that's because, like, she's, I don't know, maybe it's, like, the table does it or something. That table's weird as well. I know the table... That table's strange as fuck. <laughs> There's well, something maybe... on the table. Maybe that's kind of on purpose that she remembers. Because this way, there are two victims, right? There's the real Graham, who got overwritten. And then there's her, who's giving the statement. Because I have a feeling that she's going to be remembering this and being scared of this happening to her all her life, right? Yeah. So if this is a kind of creature that's... because. What's the thing it says to her at the end? Like, I'll have to visit you too, or something? Yeah. It clearly yeah. depends to make her scared too. So there's two victims here. Yeah, like, functionally, almost... she has to remember. Or else we don't have a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, like, it works really well. And you have that, it's just like, it's not flawless. Like, the assimilation process hasn't 
gone perfectly well and it's like all the best parts of body snatching sci-fi mm. you know like Jack yeah. Benny's invasion of the body snatchers and stuff like if you're you're conscious to this hostile threat but no one else is because like for the rest of them it's just smooth uh, you know smooth sailing I guess yeah. reality wise I think that's also you know how in episode one John was like, some of these statements don't seem to catch on digital recording, so I'll have to do it with this tape recorder. And I am not entirely sure if this is a spoiler. I don't think so. I think the two of you already know this. That it has to do with, like, the supernatural not being caught on yeah. digital stuff. <clears throat> so yeah, I then, guess it's... Because then that's linked with how all the pictures of the real Graham were replaced, except for this one Polaroid. Because Polaroids yeah. are old, right? They're an old way of capturing stuff. So that's probably the link also with supernatural stuff only working on uh, recorders and not digital things. Yeah. One sec. Yes. My mom just came into my room and gave me a glass of wine. Oh. <laughs> nice. Wonderful. But you know, I think the um I think the thing that's freakiest about this for me anyway is that like Graham's obviously concerned about something. Yeah. And like something's coming. Yeah, and he's, like, always watching and, like, going to these courses, like, criminology and stuff. And, like, that bit where he's, like, looking out the window and everything. And then it's the kind of the horror of, like, oh, did he just, like, not look, you know, not pay attention one evening and it got him. Like, and does he, did he even know what was going to happen to him? How long, how long has this been happening to him? He has a lot of notebooks. A lot. Well, yeah, like, if he's able to fill up, like, an A5 notebook in the space of, like, a lecture. Yeah. 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 It's also... also... Sorry. You can go. Well, it's weird that... I mean, he does... He... When the person who's giving the statement, at one... Point. She's like, and I asked him if I could borrow his notes, but he says he doesn't mm. write notes, which is weird because if I was this Graham person, I'd say, oh no, it's not notes. I'm writing a book or something. Not just, oh, it's not notes. When someone has just seen you fill an A5 journal, yeah, yeah. What's that about? Like, I mean. It could just be, you know, paranoia and he's not acting rational, so he doesn't have time to think through. But also, I mean, he's spending his whole life, uh, you know, focusing on watching for something that's coming for him. So objective blindness, he's not going to notice someone else having seen, you know, because she doesn't yeah, go, okay. oh, I saw you, you know, yeah. like observer observer effect. Um you know, he's looking out at this thing and is in turn being watched without his knowledge. 
God, yeah, I never even thought about, like, think about how horrifying that is. <laughs> He's, like, so scared about something watching him, and something was watching him the entire time. Yeah, yeah something I like completely different. Yeah. Yeah, I like how she is so self-aware about how mm. creepy her little hobbit, her hobbit habit, yeah. is. Like, she keeps saying... Oh, I didn't mean it in a creepy way, but yeah, I kept staring at him for days and weeks. And I'm like, lady, it's really <laughs> creepy. Please don't. Because like, then also, no, go for it. Also, the the thing that took over Graham clearly knows that she's been watching, because then when it breaks into Graham's flat and takes over, that it stands at the window to stare at her flat. So I feel yeah. like the thing that was watch that took over Graham might also have been watching her all this time and not just Graham. Because if it was just focused on Graham, it probably wouldn't have noticed her staring out of the window all the time, right? It wouldn't have needed to focus on her apartment. Mm. Yeah. But, like if you consider that it just worked it out and said, like, you know, who could have called the cops or who could have seen through this window? You know, that's slightly more terrifying that it has this keen animal intelligence, that it can just, like, work it out. That's more terrifying. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I still but, think... But also... It, oh, sorry. No worries. That it's somehow linked to that table. That because... They both got caught by it somehow. Yeah. That's the link while they're, while they're both on the radar of this thing. Because the way they describe it with like, there's a weird moving hypnotic pattern on it. And then they say that there's a piece missing in the middle. Which yeah. is a strange remark. Hmm. But also, oh, if they, it could be, it could be watching her because she gets pushed out of the road, but Graham is in front of her, and there's no one else around, and that's never, yeah. a, like, it's never actually yeah. addressed what pushed her out into the road. That's true. So yeah, I was going which, to bring which, that up too. I think yeah. that that's one of the reasons why I think that whatever that thing was was spying on them both. Yeah. Yeah, like, you do forget that she gets pushed into the road, so you wonder, yeah. did, did whatever thing got Graham try to, like, kill her that night and then take him over, and then, you know, she didn't die and she woke up? Because, like, it is, it doesn't really make any sense why she got attacked that night. Yeah, because they specifically set it up that there's no one there. If it was, like, some random, like, hooligan who went out and just shoved her, you know, and ran off, you'd be like, oh, okay, you know, and she still ends up in Graham's apartment anyway. But yeah. they specifically were like, no one else is there. Yeah. yeah. What's also interesting, then, is that the thing that took over Graham, it's described as having, like really weird long arms right or really weird long limbs because the way mm. she describes it is 
she says, I thought it was a drain pipe or something. And then it moved, and then it's... she's she, The way she describes it makes me think it has two elbows in one arm. And I'm like, no, please don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> also, she also says, like, it has at least four legs. Yeah. Yeah. So what if because when she falls, they're really close to their their apartments, right? Aren't they like almost yeah. in front of it? Yeah, so it's very plausible yeah. that this thing is hiding as a drain pipe or whatever. Bends one of its weird elbows and what does the fact that it looks like a drain pipe? It's like not expecting people to be watching, so it's just like look like a green pipe and then whoop. Yeah. But it's also clearly because when she's in Graham's apartment, she's like, Oh, what are you growing in this window box? Because she sees things hooked over the windowsill. Yeah, that's creepy yeah. as fuck. That fucks me up. Yeah. It's 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 holding onto her the window. It was ready to climb in. Just as a trope, that whole, like, oh, what's this? You know, yeah, what's no. that or he doing? And then another person going, there's nothing there. Just that whole, oh my god, that fucking creeps me out so much. I love I mean, it. That's kind of like the horror version of gaslighting, is what this <laughs> creature is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, if you look at. Because of. No, sorry, go for it. I was gonna say that, because obviously when she's the only one who keeps realizing that the new Graham is not the real Graham and no one else seems to notice, eventually she's gonna start to doubt what she sees, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna fuck with her mind, which is also what gaslighting does. Yeah. Like, if you look at the page that we use to kind of um, look at the transcripts, the, like, one of the, the second warning tag is gaslighting. Alright. And then, well, the thing I find the most horrifying is she works for Deloitte. So, you know, just get that, getting that out there. Yeah. Jokes aside. (laughs) Um, yeah, no. Like, it's just creepy. Because of all of them so far, like, okay, Anglerfish is creepy because it's like, very normal, and you could see yourself in the situation where, you know, someone asks you for a cigarette, and you're like, okay, that's freaky, but, like, I don't talk to strangers, and then the whole coffin thing, you're like, well, I wouldn't take 10,000 pounds and, like, potentially be a fucking drug mule. But this is, like, it's not even the horror of, like, something happening to you, it's being aware of something horrifying happening. And it's not having the power to, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also, I'm sort of, it's in the back of my mind, I'm like waiting for another statement where she's the victim. Because, I I don't know, it kind of feels like, like Graham is, like he's watching out for this thing. He keeps, he knows something's coming and he's watching out for it. But then it gets him. And now she knows something's coming because it specifically told her, "Hey, I'm gonna come visit you," so she's gonna be watching over her shoulder. So I'm in my head. I'm like, "Well, 
this is she's gonna get called yeah, by Yeah, if that if that's a thing it's an interesting follow on from our whole theory of is it a cycle like with the coffin yeah. last time? Like does it just jump from host to host and gaslight them until it takes them over? Yeah. And it makes you wonder then like, you know, was that thing responsible for Crane's parents dying? Yeah. Or is that just like a freak accident? Because that seems like a very weird detail for them to talk about of like his parents died and then he got this money in this house and you have to presume that that table as well. Was mm-hmm. I don't know, what does it say about the table? It said he found it in a, a in a shop okay. and he spent a load of money restoring it. Yeah, so the parents might have just died. I guess, but I think it might be that the parents died and Graham didn't really have a lot of friends. So he was an easy target. Yeah. Less people to notice that he got changed. Yeah, would the parents notice? That's it, you know. Because if he doesn't have a lot of friends, then... Well, there's no one to notice. I don't know. Yeah. Did she only notice... Sorry. No, no, I guess did... Did our statement giver... Did she... Amy, is it? Did she only Mm -hmm. notice because she also noticed the thing? Or did she notice because she knew him a little bit before it happened? Was there anyone else who knew him enough before it happened? That's kind of the question. Because he gets described as a loner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that makes you kind of do wonder of like, did he... Because they both, they say, you know, they're both very awkward at the fact she was coming over. So like, would he have gone missing if she, like, if she hadn't found him? Like, did did the thing know about where he was before she noticed him? Or... Hmm. And like, That's I do also... think... No, you can finish. I was gonna say, I, I think it probably did, but like that's another horrifying thing of, you know, and he was this guy that was just being invisible and then she noticed him and then started watching him all the time. And it, like that watching mm. drew something towards him. Oh wow, that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, except that he was... I don't know, he was already watching for the thing when she first started watching him though. Yeah, he did she have first his started watching already. him on the bus. Like really watching him when he's on the bus and he's already being freaky about looking at the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was already a thing that was going on before she got involved. Yeah. There was another thing I noticed which is more related to like writing style than actual content of the story but it was very very relatable for someone who was you know assigned female at birth that amy is so awkward about him getting off at the same stop at the bus stop and like i'm not gonna show him where i live and then when he says he's gay she's immediately uh 
reassured. It's such a relatable train of thought. It is, yeah. I have some very interesting things. She's our first. Sorry, go for Nigel. I was just going to say uh, that I, it's not just big cosmic things can, that can be horrifying. And this one, it's specifically, like we said about gaslighting, it's a very, like, personal thing. Mm. And, mm. Like, with anglerfish, yeah, it's pretending to be a person, but it's in the impersonal way you deal with strangers where it's strictly utilitarian. And it's like, I'm going to... Jesus Christ, there's so... Can you hear the fireworks? It's so loud. I heard that, yeah. I heard that, yeah. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, I'm going to give you this lighter, you're going to light your cigarette, and that's going to be it. Whereas, you know, this is an in-person thing. You're talking to people. She's watching him and has, like, a bond with him now. And that's being exploited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making very vague hand gestures like that's gonna help me. You just can't see me, but I'm making them. <laughs> oh, I have the same problem. I always talk yeah. so much with my hands. And yeah. It's not I'm working. like a little Italian chef. <laughs> I had a friend who went to Italy for a summer to like be a au pair. Mm-hmm. And she came back and she would literally do the Italian hand thing like unironically. And we were like, Lizzie, yeah. you need to stop. Like, no. <laughs> She's like, I can't. It's in great. So yeah, do you guys have anything else to say? What do you think of this episode? Do you like it? Yeah, I find like it a- one of the less memorable ones, actually. Like, overall, this is not really? one that sticks in my mind. This is one of the ones that stuck most in my mind. Because it's like... Mm. For me, it was like a steady climb in quality for these episodes, you know, where each one was more like it accomplished the goal of telling a story, which is like scary. It accomplished it more. And that's, you know, like, and it's not like the same story, you know, because it's different things and it's told in different voices, you know, because each person yeah. writes individually. So it's just, you know, like, it's a gathering mark of quality for the series. That's one impressive thing. Now that we're three episodes in, how different the voices of each statement giver is very impressive. Because you would imagine, like, you know, maybe ten episodes in, it would start to kind of diversify. But, like, they all, they don't sound like... They don't sound like the same person writing a horror story. Like, it does sound like three different people describing a thing that actually happens to them. Yeah, I kind of, I think the first time I listened to this episode, it was scary, but it didn't They, I mean, it's not, it's not really memorable, the episode in itself, but then on the other hand, I'm kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah, it's not, it was good. But the specifics of it aren't the most memorable, but still in the back of my mind, listening to it again. Nah, I think, I don't know. I feel like something more needs to come of it. Because it's so, it's also, it's left quite open. Yeah. In the end. yeah. With the fact that she moves, but the thing said it's 
it's coming for her. And the fact that we don't know anything from Graham, he clearly had stuff going on that yeah. we don't know about, and then that weird table. So yeah, I don't know. It was good. Hmm. Well, I think with that, we can move on to our next section of the show, where they discuss the kind of spoilery side of this episode. And from what I remember of when I listened to season one, this definitely uh, lays the foundations for a lot of stuff. So, Spoiler time. Spoiler time. Well, and let you guys get. Skip ahead to 50 minutes and 4 seconds to avoid series spoilers. I can still hear my mom talking downstairs, and there is still no one else in the house. I, I, I hope really this is want... a really long phone call. I really wanted to be like, are you sure it's your mom? <laughs> Right in the episode with the not them. them. Yeah. Yeah, so Hannah was right. There's lots of groundwork here. Yeah. So, it it like these these first couple statements, especially this one and the last one, you know, they have more than one entity that's in them. You know, like we have the stranger, obviously, and we've said, you know. Oh, the first three episodes, they're all stranger-aligned. If not primarily, like this one, then, you know, secondarily with um, Breakin and Hope. But this mm-hmm. one also has uh, elements of the web, because that's the web table. Uh, the one that's... Right. Oh, there's sirens outside now. Yeah, is it the um, web? Because, because I only vaguely remember what the table does, but I remember that John breaks it and releases the not Sasha. Yeah, so it, this is this is interesting the way this plays out. So this is um like t- towards the end of season two, there's the episode The Distant Cousin, and I'm pretty sure in yes. that one where it's revealed, you know, about the not them. That he, mm-hmm. um, Adelard Deckard uh, is contacted, and he he binds them, he binds the not them to Into the, table. the table. Yeah, but it's also interesting because Adelard Deckard is the one who tries to convince Gertrude Robinson that uh, the extinction is a real thing. That there's this new entity being entity being born. Uh, so you have like right through a real like. It's a through line right through the series, and it's like you wouldn't think it through uh, just like the table. Yeah, yeah. I'm also. I had a thought, but I'm trying to remember. Mm. Also, we have you know links, obviously, with wherever the table comes up, and not them. You know, it comes up more when they're revealing the whole not Sasha thing towards the end. But also the square that's uh, missing is the one that Eva Lensick finds in episode eight in the the house on Hilltop Road. Yes. Yes. 
Indeed. And that, yeah, and that house is associated with the desolation. So there really is yeah. a whole yeah. web. If you'll pardon my pun. Of connections <laughs> here. But I feel like. The house on Hilltop Road is connected with a lot of entities, though. Because you've yeah. now got the link with the stranger, right, through the table. But you've also got... Am I remembering this right? You've got the one priest who gets manipulated into killing a couple of people from his congregation. And doesn't oh, he yeah. also wake up in the basement or something of that house? Isn't that the same he house? Does. Cause I that think is that's the corruption. Don't remember. It might be. I'm not sure. I'd have to look yeah, that's there's a lot of stories because they keep coming back to Hilltop Road in the same way they keep coming yeah. back to the yeah. spaceship. Um you know. The there, there's, a yeah, lot. there's a lot. Yeah, there's, a lot. there's a lot of entities connected to Hilltop Road. What I was going to see before, what I forgot, is that I originally thought that the not them were like a kind of species, like there were multiple not thems running around. But now I'm I'm thinking there's just the one, like the one who took Graham and the one who got like confined into the table by Adler Decker and then the same one who took Sasha are they all the same creature or is this like different kinds of not them I think there's more than one um purely because uh, there's a, a specific not them bound to the table that's released when John breaks it in episode 79 yeah, uh, and that's also the one that Sasha, Sasha has already. Yeah, but like I mean, it hasn't been released yet, and yet Sasha is. I I don't know. I, it oh, I thought that like, was the same one. It could be, but like, you know, Michael says, "Oh, you've done it now." It was binding them quite effectively, um. So maybe just their true horror. I don't know. It's like in my mind, it makes sense. For there to be more than one of them. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like a subsection of the stranger, just a kind of creature that exists, and there are more, multiple not thumbs running around. But I think that the one that's bound to the table is also the one that took Sasha. Because if I remember correctly, this table was locked up in the archives, right? In the other yeah, section where they keep burst up yeah. artifacts, thank you. Because it's held there. And then I think it's at the end of season season one that John goes to destroy it and releases it, and then it takes over Sasha for the rest of season two, right? No, no, no. That's the end of season two. I thought this happened at the same time as Prentice attacks. No. So why does John go to? Because he's the fleeing. Table? He... He's fleeing Sasha, and then he realizes that it's like, it's something to do with it, and he thinks, if I destroy it, it'll stop the thing, and then Michael is like, Archivist, no. You know? Uh, it was uh, it was binding them 
uh, like quite effectively, and you can just hear John in the background going, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, I remember it happened. I remember all of those events happening. I've just forgotten the link between it all and like the chronology of how it all took place. But since we're re-listening anyway, I'll figure it out soon enough. Yeah. Anyway, there's probably multiple not thems. Yeah. To go back to a point that we we were talking about earlier about was it stalking uh, Amy also? It's in, like it's interesting because each time the not them takes someone, there's always someone like there's always just one person who remembers. Yeah. And so it's like does it does it want that? Because the stranger like gets its power from people feeling that alienation, you know, it, like one of its names is you are not them. Uh, you know, so like, did it push Amy out into the road because it foresaw her eventually looking down on Graham so it would have someone uh, to observe? Yeah, that's a point I was thinking earlier when the other two were there that I can say because all of the entities feed on being feared, right? So if. Yeah. If it just needs to one person, like in Graham's case, sure it works because Graham is so scared of being taken. But otherwise, if there's no one around to remember that this person got switched around, what's the entire point? While if there is one person who knows that this victim has changed into someone else, then that's a, that's a victim that's now scared of the things they can't recognize. Which means yeah. that their fear is feeding the stranger. Yeah, I feel like at some, I'm pretty sure in the distant cousin or the one where her the statement giver's mother, I can't remember her name. Yeah, where her mother is replaced. Changed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that like in one of those, the per, the not them is surprised when they're they're remembered. But, like, those happen in the past. So, you know, those happen before, like, Sasha is replaced. So it could maybe, be, like, an evolution. Yeah, maybe it's first just a flaw. Like, yes, they can take this life, but someone remembers. And then the not them starts wielding it as a way to get even more victims. Yeah, that's very malicious. <laughs> Yeah, we'd fit right in. I had another thought. Graham yeah. mentions he's gay, right? Yeah. Doesn't his boyfriend show up in another episode? I don't remember that. Well, because it might be another episode. I know that there's someone later on who gives a statement who talks about his partner and then a while later the partner also gives a statement I think that's actually no, that's Oliver Banks yeah I think his boyfriend shows up as a statement giver too it's not Graham's boyfriend, never mind I know someone's boyfriend at some point shows up sometimes it's Martin uh <laughs> 
<laughs> Martin is the boyfriend. Yeah. But also, if one person is left that remembers uh, the original person, it's also, I don't know, ele- like it's an element of hope, you know, that perhaps uh, something can be done about it. And in most of the cases, they can't because they're not equipped in the same way that the people at the Institute are. Um, mm-hmm. And th- they talk about this in 183 when they're talking to Breakin as well, you know, where they say hope's dead, you know, and they go oh, a bit on the nose that. But then when you look at it, things like that, there's a little sliver yeah. of hope uh, I think that's that runs throughout. Hmm? Yeah, that's like a recurring theme in the podcast. There's often just a little bit of hope, and either it can't be reached, but sometimes they can actually get there. But there's always like the the recurring theme of, oh yeah, there's a little bit of hope. Yeah, and Brecon and Hope literally give John a lighter, which hasn't really been addressed what it's for. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that. Yeah, a lighter, like a light in the darkness, you know? Yeah, isn't the lighter linked to the web? Because it's it's got the spider yes, web. Yes, it has thing a spider web it. on it. wonder what's that going to be about. I don't know, because we've, we've encountered Annabelle Kane again, and she's living with Mikael Salesa, and they've put, you know, she's still do, like, doing something for the web. Yeah, she's still doing webby things. You just don't know what. She's just straight vibing. Big mood. <laughs> so, do you have anything else you'd like to discuss? Um. No. Oh, I have one more thing to say, but that can be said with Hana and Elka. Okay, so shall I bring them back? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna bring back definitely Hannah and definitely <laughs> Elka. <laughs> Greetings from beyond. Hello. Hello. It is me, Borat. <laughs> I've never actually watched Borat. Me neither. No, me. I. Nope. I guess none of us have seen Borat. You know who has seen Borat? Danny DeVito. My <laughs> wife. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And with that, Dollar. we got rejected from being on Apple. <laughs> <laughs> no podcast hosting for you. Oh, no. Please, Mr. Apple, a crumb of podcast, please, as a treat. <laughs> Oh no, I better stop before I start simping for Apple. <laughs> Come on, simp for Apple. You know you wanna. Ooh woo. <laughs> Ooh woo, Daddy Apple. <laughs> oh, I know, that's not. <laughs> I have something no. to say about the episode still to get away from this hellhole. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. No, go, no, go. no, no. We're we're staying on this track now. Gone. No, 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 no. 
I love Tim a lot, and I love how, like, the second or the third time John mentions him, it's like, he better not be using Institute funds to go woo the filing clerics. <laughs> clerks, not clerics. Yeah, but, like, the, the, the assumption of just, like, yeah, Tim's being a slut or whatever, he gotta stop it. Like, God damn it, Tim. Did Tim go up to a filing clerk? Invite them He's out for a coffee? He's obviously done this before. Or a date? And then just wrote it up as, like, necessary expenses for the job? <laughs> <laughs> How did that work? One bottle of finest champagne, John. Put it on the tab. <laughs> you know, Tim's just great. That's yeah, a simple solution to this. It's also it's such like, a funny... Distinction because John is like Martin is so incompetent. He doesn't do anything good and it's like I think in the second episode John goes Yeah, Tim really came through with his information and then in this episode Tim found a lot of things Just hope he is not spending money on booing clerks. And it's like oh John you and your favoritism It's also interesting really that Tim. As... Yeah, it's Tim time Tim. but it, it... It's interesting that um, at the end of these episodes, despite the fact that there's, you know, they're quite horror-y genre-wise, there's still always, like, some element of humor. And I know as it goes forward, yeah, things just get darker and darker. But we have, like, John deadpan saying LOL in the first episode. And we have, oh, glad my town has spooky things in the second one. And now... Oh, that darn Tim wooing filing clerks on company money. <laughs> like, it, it, it's interesting that um, he's mm. chosen to inject it with some levity, despite the fact that it's like from the beginning, it's like, this is a horror podcast. It will make you scared. Yeah, that's but, true. I think it kind of makes sense from from inside of the story for John after he reads stuff like that he he has to go off on something else yeah like he it's, doesn't yeah, want to dealing with this well no <laughs> he's not coping at all he's just denying everything hi i'm john and i am yeah. suppressing an unhealthy amount of trauma yep <laughs> you gotta do you gotta do boo like it's fine yeah, you do so you he... boo treat yourself you do you Treat yourself to some trauma. <laughs> Repress it with humor. Oh, story of my life. Poor John, though. I don't understand how anyone keeps these jobs. I think a healthy deal of skepticism. And skepticism, I, I do think. Yeah. 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 Unwillingness to accept what's right in front of you. Yeah, that too. Well, do you have any ideas about what uh, could be happening now going forward, Elka? Yeah, well, like I said, I'm thinking that this Amy is, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we've seen the last of her or this monster or that fucking table. I don't trust Yeah, that table. table. Yeah, that table. <laughs> That's the only element that's not 
it's brought up and not mentioned, and it's just it's so Chekhov's gunny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like why would they spend a good minute of a twenty-four minute podcast talking about the table? Yeah, the fact that it's a it almost hypnotizes her because she she cut, catches herself being stuck staring at it for like oh. Wait, I'm staring at the stable again. How long have I stared at the stable? The pattern's mm. so weird and it moves and and she like writes it off on the concussion, but I'm like, nah. Nope. Nah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that there's a piece missing. Oh. The stable mm. will return. That's my prediction. Return of the table. Return of the table. Yeah. What about you, Hannah? Yeah. I think that definitely the table is going to come back into it. Just because, again, as I said there, it's so weird that it gets mentioned and it doesn't pay off in any way. Like, they don't even say, like, did, did, did the monster destroy the table? Like, you don't know what happens to the table except the fact it gets mentioned. Um, like, it would make sense if it was, like, the monster kills Graham or overwrites Graham and then you see him burning the table because you're like okay the table must be doing something but the fact nothing happens to it tells me anyway that there's something weird going on there yeah the payoff still has to come it's yeah. pending yeah well if there's something if there's one thing that Magnus is good at it's waiting yeah. for the payoff to come <laughs> I thought you were going to make some innuendo, and then it didn't what? come. <laughs> and there's one thing Magnus is good at. I was like, oh boy, what's it going to be? As a rule, I don't make innuendos. However, uh, I do. In, your win- in your windows uh, was that thing. Oof. In my windows Ooh, that was sweaty. What? Like, it, it comes through your windows. I... You know, I've just realized I'm in a room with, like, What's two windows? windows, second floor. I'm in that room, the same room we watched Bly Manor in, Faust. <laughs> and the blinds are open, and the branches are in front of the window. There's a big tree next to it. So the oh, branches yeah. across to two windows, and I can just see them moving in the wind. <laughs> I hate your tree. Every time, because we always... <laughs> We always watch horror movies in that specific room. So yeah. every time, like, we're gonna close the curtains before we start watching, or I'll just scare myself with the movement of the branches. Yeah, there's this one light in the distance, which <laughs> it's it's weird because there's no, there's nothing behind our house there, except for like a river. But on the other side of the river is like a footpath, and it has like uh, street lights. But Faust didn't know that, so she was. They were like, "Why is there a weird light shining in the yeah, middle of see, the?" Yeah, see, I hadn't noticed this light ever before, and we were watching. It was either Blair Witch or Bly Manor, and I suddenly noticed this light in the middle of nowhere in the darkness, just floating in the air. That's not a vibe. I'm like, well, it is my time now. Clearly, something's here to kill us. <laughs> but no, it was a street light. Yeah, I'm gonna close the blinds at some point after we've <laughs> <read> this. 
Yeah. Once we're done, I'm gonna go check if my mom was calling. Or if she was just talking into the air. When we're done, I'm gonna go eat a fucking pizza because I'm starving. <laughs> I still oh, want yeah, to go like play Hollow Knight. But yeah. Speaking of done, uh, I think we are nearly wrapped up, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why Paul's saying gentlemen. Uh, gals and I'm gays. Gals and gays? Yeah, do it for the gals and the gays. That's it. What is that expression? It's like my. my um, gals, pal? No, that's not it. It's like. Dudes, gals, and non binary pals, or something like that. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals. That's it, yeah. Should we already plan for our next session? Let's not do that on mic. Let's let's, oh, yeah. let's do that yeah, tomorrow yeah. after Hannah eats. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll let Hannah Let's go talk eat. about our bank details. Say all the numbers <laughs> live on mic. <laughs> <laughs> what an excellent it's, idea. This is my name. My personal email is... <laughs> Something that's personal to me that you can follow is my Twitter, guys, which is accurately comsci. Uh, that was a good fucking segue. I'm proud of myself for that. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, look at that plug. Thank you. I, does anyone else want to shill when they're here? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SpicyNigel. Uh, limited time offer if you follow me right now i'll still have a halloween display name but these episodes won't be going up until after halloween so you're missing Ooh. out i actually can't wait to see when we publish these because we're doing like a backlog before we publish because we're all in university so we want to have you know a consistent schedule but I, I, I'm not going to lie, I feel like it's not going to be for a while yet. <laughs> I could be wrong, though. Let's hope. But yeah. With that, I think we're done. Hope you guys have a lovely evening. Yeah. Uh, listen to more Magnus Archives. Stalk your neighbours. Do criminology courses. Maybe don't get by a monster. Yeah, I mean, just remember everyone, lock your doors, lock your windows, and always count wow. the drain pipes. Oh boy, I'm going to close my I, blinds right now. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like a hide your kids, hide your wife, and I was like, ooh, vintage me. <laughs> <laughs> they plant through your windows. <laughs> Uh, I was I'm looking at <laughs> the next time. See you bye next bye time. Bye for now. Bye. bye. bye.